Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there. I'm Maureen McGoodwin with teammate Aliyah Kamalova. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. Today, we're discussing how you can create value and gain influence at work, especially during the coronavirus, with so many of us working from home. We'll also be joined by Shauna Hawking, a speaker and writer on leadership and career development, as well as the founder of Be Yourself Boldly. And stick around for Dear Career Contessa, our listener advice segment where we answer your career questions, starting with how can you figure out your next career move while you're quarantined at home? Plus, we also share some helpful resources you won't want to miss. And now this is the females. Creating influence. Oof, that word might bring on a major ick factor, but it's one of the tools you need at work. While nothing replaces or minimizes the need for hard work, Creating value and gaining influence are essential for success. However, for your efforts to pay off in an organizational setting, your hard work must be recognized and appreciated by some person or some group able to choose you to do more, like your boss. I think it's especially difficult to show your value when you're remote, when your higher-ups are you're communicating with them on a virtual platform. It's like, how do you get in front of your other colleagues or coworkers. It's like everyone's kind of in a way it's an equalizer cuz you know everyone It is. Remote. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's everyone keeps saying we're all in this together. It's like, well, we all are on the same playing field as well as having to, you know, now the person who is really extroverted whose loud voice maybe carried in the office, so when they had an idea everyone heard, guess what? There's nobody to hear it now. They have to go through the same steps. So that is true. It is a little bit of an equalizer. I think that What's interesting is how quickly we all had to kind of shift to remote work. So we all are also having to like relearn or learn Mm -hmm. this new skill, which is how do you, you know, gain influence when the workplace is virtual. Yeah. And I feel like extroverts are having a tougher time with sharing their ideas because if you're the person that feels best when you're just sharing it in a big team meeting, now it's a lot more challenging having a bunch of people on a Zoom call or whatever. We should preface to like the reason why we wanted to cover this episode is because we been asking people consistently on Instagram, like, what are the challenges you guys are having at work? What are the topics that are kind of top of mind? If I still have my job, how can I 
make sure that I'm communicating or that my boss knows I'm there. And I felt like this was coming from an angle of people saying, Hey, I'm uncertain if I'm going to lose my job or not, but I want to do my best to make sure my boss knows, like, if you're going to make a cut, I'm valuable. And, mm-hmm. and how can I communicate that? That's why on today's episode, we're discussing one, why does value and influence matter in the workplace? And two, what are four ways you can create value and gain influence at work? So let's get into it. You know what's important with remote work? Being efficient with your time. And now that many of us are depending on our calendars to keep us organized, it's time to get serious about Acuity. Acuity Scheduling is your 24-7 scheduling assistant who works behind the scenes to manage your calendar and take hours of work off your plate. How? Let me tell you. Stop exchanging endless emails to schedule one meeting. Acuity scheduling software allows you to share your real-time calendar with your clients in an instant. It allows incoming clients to self-book appointments, reschedule with a click, and even pay online. Acuity has lots of features, but the one I want to highlight today is their customizable intake forms. Enter a meeting with all the information you need by asking customers to fill out forms prior to your booking time. Keep all the pertinent information neat, tidy, and centralized in one easy-to-find place. Acuity keeps you and your contact up-to-date, informed with text and email reminders to dramatically decrease frustrating no-shows. Get yourself a digital assistant with Acuity today. Save yourself the drudgery of having to keep up with your contacts while managing your own busy schedule by using Acuity Scheduling. For a limited time, you can get 45 days of Acuity Scheduling absolutely free. No credit card required. All you have to do is go to acuityscheduling.com backslash females. That's acuityscheduling.com backslash females. F-E-M-A-I-L-S. All right, now let's get back to the show. So let's start by discussing what influence at work really means and why does it matter in the workplace. To help us discuss, we've invited Shauna Hawking, founder of Be Yourself Boldly. Hi, Shauna. Welcome to the females. Hi, Aliyah. Hi, Lauren. It's great to be here with you. Influence at work is how you affect other people. It might be seen as when you're the go-to. You're the person that everyone comes to for advice or guidance. You know, Lauren, you had mentioned that influence can sometimes have an ick about it. And I think the reason that is, is that influence is power. It is having power over other people. I like to think about influence, though, as everyone has the power to positively affect others. I mean, I agree with you. I think influence is power, which is maybe why there's the ick factor, but it matters that workers think about their influence at work. And it matters how you think about where your power stands. I think it matters that you think about your influence, right? But then also now so much stuff has shifted since many of us have started working remotely. So can we talk about like, One, how often or is this something that you should be thinking about on a daily basis or weekly or monthly, quarterly? And then like, like how has influence shifted now that we're working remotely? So influence is how you get your ideas heard at work and how you get things done. So it definitely matters. And especially now, because we're not able to have our hallway conversations or even our large group meetings have changed by going to remote workforce. So sharing your influence at work means we have to be more proactive and more creative about how we get things done. And we need people to be thinking about us. We need ideas to be heard. It's really changing every day in terms of how we do that. 
And I'm excited that you're giving people resources to help them face this new normal we're in. Do you think that if somebody wants to take like a quick, like internal pop quiz, like, do I have influence or do I not? Would it be thinking about, well, do people say, I don't know, let's ask Lauren about that. Or Lauren's really the expert on this. Or when Lauren has an idea, do people listen? Like, is that a way to kind of filter through for yourself if you have influence? It's always good to get from your peers to say, hey, when you are thinking about making a video, who do you go to? If you're not coming to me, what could I be doing differently to show you that I want to be that resource for you? I think that you can't shift influence overnight, but I think that there's meaningful ways to take different steps so that you can be that that person, that resource for your office. Amazing. All right. Well, after this quick break, we're going to go over Shauna's advice for how you can create value and gain influence at work. I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite non-career-related companies, Majuri. This might surprise many of you, but I love jewelry. I find it to be an easy way to elevate my everyday uniform of jeans and a tee. But I'm also somewhat particular about the jewelry I want because I want it to be polished and not distracting. I want delicate, but I don't want it to actually break. That's why I love Majuri. They make fine jewelry for everyday wear that's ethically sourced and made to last. Their selection is always changing with new selections dropping every Monday. And they're super affordable because they don't have the 10x markup that most jewelry brands do. Even when I'm working from home, I'm trying to make sure that I get dressed every day because it actually makes me feel more productive and focused. Majuri Jewelry helps complete my look which recently has included their diamond necklace, which you can get in either 14 karat white or yellow gold. And it's super affordable. So I know that sounded expensive, but I promise it's not. Not sure which style is best for you? Well, Majuri is also working from home and you can book a one-on-one digital styling appointment or use their live chat where they can help answer any questions you might have for styling. Like, can I mix metals? Or that always hard one, which is how do I know my ring size? Treat yourself while you're quarantined. Majuri is offering free shipping on all U.S. and Canada orders until April 20th with easy returns and a two-year warranty. Head to majuri.com slash females or use the code females, F-E-M-A-I-L-S, at checkout for 10% off your first order. That's majuri, M-E-J-U-R-I dot com slash Females, F-E-M-A-I-L-S, for 10% off your first order. All right, now let's get back to the show. Shauna, let's start with your first tip. Develop your skills or expertise. What do you mean by that? So successful leaders are lifelong learners. And this can mean that you're reading articles or books or taking webinars And of course, Career Contessa is an excellent resource for all of those things. (laughs) Think about what you want to be known for. What is the area you want to be seen as the expert in? And then really start to identify ways that you can develop that expertise even further. Uh, This doesn't have to be done all at once or even in one day. Especially right now, you should give yourself grace that learning and development happen over time. And it's a process. And it might look really different than it did before. So figure out how you can make this meaningful progress about learning that works for you and hopefully brings you joy. I like your note about expertise because I think sometimes that's 
easier for people to sometimes know exactly where to pinpoint, like, okay, I want to be the expert. You know, if you work in, I always use the example of recruiting because it's relatable for me. Like if I work in recruiting, I want to be the expert on maybe a certain field or a certain type of candidate or like an expertise, I think is easier sometimes for people to know what they need to improve on versus developing your skills, which can feel really broad. So when you say develop your skills, are you meaning like soft skills, hard skills, technical skills? Maybe we can elaborate just a little bit on that just to give people like an idea of where to start. Sure. I hope that you're working on one of each of those skills. I think, you know, whether they're called soft skills or life skills. So you want to be developing your technical expertise in time that you're developing your life expertise. And if you're not understanding how, then it doesn't matter how technical an expert you are. Yeah, that seems really manageable. Tip number two I love is share your ideas. I think a couple questions with this. How do you share your ideas? And I can already hear someone saying, how do you do the humble brag? How do you share your ideas without doing the look at me, look at me thing? First, I think the most important thing to realize is that you were hired for a reason. So we tend to like get hired, feel great about ourselves, walk into the workplace and then go, oh my gosh, I don't know if I belong here. Why would anyone want to hear from me? There's people here who know so much more than I do. I always remind people that the organization believed in your potential. So you have to believe in your potential too. Your voice at work matters. So then it's about figuring out how you can add value through that voice. Sharing your ideas is also about listening. If you're listening to people and really helping them feel heard when you're sharing your ideas, even if it is what we would call a humble brag, people would already have felt heard and respected. So it doesn't come across as you talking about yourself all the time. And the more you can know about your industry, the more you can build up your base, the more the ideas you're sharing aren't just about value to the organization, learn more about what everybody else is doing, like really care and understand what the other role are in the organization. So that when you share your ideas, they are again positively affecting other people. They're not just about you. Yeah. So you're almost saying like share your ideas first by asking people about like their own job and listen. And then when you go to share your part, it won't feel like you're just talking about yourself. Yeah. Cause I feel like it can be really intimidating, especially if you're new to a company or if you're in an entry level position And all of a sudden you're coming in and like, how am I going to share what I think? And like be an expert, like kind of going back to our previous tip. I totally love your tip about listening because that really is so key to having your own good ideas. It's like, if you're nervous about whether your idea will be heard, like, well, have you been listening to what other people need? That's the first question to answer. I think too, I'm curious, Shauna, for you, like, Do you think that people have lost the art of asking questions? Like too many people are thinking about how they can add their two Mm -hmm. cents. But really, if you were a really good listener, maybe more people would even ask you what, what's your idea? What's your input? So then you would almost have the job being done for you. Yes. I think we spend too much time in our own heads, either thinking about what we're going to say, worrying that what we're saying might sound dumb or just waiting for our chance. If we've spent more time listening to your point, Lauren, when we're sharing our ideas, we would know that this is the right thing to do and that this is the right moment in time. And then on the other side of that, I would say, you're going to make a mistake. You might say something that will come across weird or not everyone's going to love your idea, particularly when you're new in an organization. This can feel overwhelming, but that's just part of learning. And you have to put yourself out there in order to figure out what's going to resonate with others. And so the more you can listen, really hear people so that you respect them, and the more that you can trust yourself to share those ideas, 
knowing that not every one of them is going to be great or perfect, the more you'll find a way to influence both yourself and your colleagues at work. That's actually a great segue to your next tip. Tip number three, raise your hand for projects. Okay, so this is one of my favorite ones. So I am just a huge believer that leadership does not happen to you. You have to raise your own hand. Raising your hand for projects is a way to identify both what's of interest to you and what your greatest skills are, and then to align them with what the organization wants to accomplish. This goes back to your own expertise. Like, what are the things that bring you the most energy? What are the things that are important to you? Those are the ones that you're going to want to raise your hand for in the organization. You're going to bring more enthusiasm to it when you do it that way. Yeah, I'm a big believer in going toward the things that energize you and the things that you feel like you're good at. And I think that this is actually an important point because I think too many people hear the advice of like, do what you're passionate about, but passion is not the same as like where you get your energy and what naturally. And like, I've definitely have worked on projects before where, you know, I have a lot of energy and I can do them at two o'clock in the afternoon because that's how much energy I have, which is not my good time. I'm definitely more of a morning worker. It's really good advice to say, raise your hand to the things that also like give you energy. And I completely agree with your point about leadership with that. It's a really good time to help people recognize, especially with us working remotely, these are leadership skills. And if there was ever a time to raise your hand and take over and be that leader and show maybe your managers and your bosses that you have leadership qualities and skills, now's a good time to do it. We're, we're all looking for those people. <laughs> we are. And if I can add one more point on that, because I think um, there's this concept of wise productivity that I think is important when you're raising your hand for a project. So if you're going to raise your hand for a project that's going to meaningfully move the organization forward, then that's a really great sweet spot for both your energy and for the organization. But if it's going to cause more work for your colleagues or it's really going to deplete you of what makes you feel really great about your work, that's not a wise productivity project. So it's really that space between balancing your skills and the organization's needs. That's where the magic happens. That's a really good reminder because there's too many of us who kind of take on work to keep us busy, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a huge difference between work that keeps you busy versus meaningful work. We actually had a podcast earlier in this season based on an article from Adam Grant. And it was talking about like, you don't have a time management problem, you have a motivation problem. You and Adam Grant are on the same page. <laughs> oh my gosh, that means so much to me, Lauren. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, so tip number four, support your colleagues. What does that specifically mean in terms of how you can create value and gain influence at work? Right, so we talked earlier about how influence is really how you affect other people. So when you support your colleagues, when you really care about them, when you cheer them on, when they get a new client or close a new deal, when you're the first person to say, hey, how can I help support you right now? Those are the people that you remember in your workplace. When you are taking the time to support them, to help them feel heard, to pick them up when maybe they had something not go as well as they would have liked at work, those are the people that you can count on and that you can rely on and you feel safe with. And I think it's so important in the workplace to remember that their success does not diminish you in any way. Every chance you can get to tell them that they did great or motivate them to do the next big project, you don't have to be a leader or of people in order to mentor and care for others um, at work. Not enough people give recognition or acknowledgement to other yeah. people unless it's like sometimes in a negative way. Yeah, so, because it's like even if you acknowledge someone's good idea, 
and you don't even have to like do anything that's super time intensive or anything. If you just truly feel that way, it'll really come back to you also and like just kind of elevate your voice. But I also think that the key here is just to be really authentic in supporting your colleagues, friends. It's very obvious when someone's just doing it for some sort of gain. And I think we get a lot of questions about this in regards to networking, where people are like, how do I be authentic with networking? Because that seems like a very like, what am I getting from this person transaction? Mm -hmm. But really, it's like if you truly are authentic and see value in your colleagues' work or whatever it may be, it'll come across that way. It'll definitely come back to you in the future. Aaliyah, I love that. I think for me, I always try to reframe networking as how can I serve Mm -hmm. this person? That's building on what you were saying. And if I'm approaching a colleague of like, how can I best support this person right now? Then that authenticity will shine Mm -hmm. through too. I also think of influence with your coworkers is like you've built up enough of that goodwill that if you know, push comes to shove and you need their help with something, you can ask them and they're like totally more than happy. Like it's not even, oh yeah, sure. I can help you. And they, you know, the passive aggressive, they make you promise your firstborn child to them in return. (laughs) There's none of that. Right. And everybody knows the difference between working with someone who is more than like when you have a team member where you're like, she's got my back or he's got my back and I can ask them. That's also influence, right? Because Mm -hmm. you've built up the credibility and the value with that person that they're willing to do that with you. Again, like you said, like this is a really good leadership quality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also I think it's like those little things too. It's like the coffee runs, picking up like whatever, just checking in, being personable and just saying like, how are you? That's who I remember too in the workplace. It's like, if it's a particularly tough day, the person that has like a pleasant disposition is asking how everyone is. That also is a form of support. It's emotional, but it's really relevant to work. So Shauna, we know you also have a favorite tip that you'd give to anyone who wants to show their value to their boss. Can you share that with us? I call this the no need to respond update. I encourage people to who say to me, Shauna, how can I get on my boss's radar? How can I share what I'm working on so that people know how I'm contributing to the organization? And so my suggestion is to send this update. If you send it on a Monday, for example, to your boss, you could say, hey, dear boss, here's what I'm working on this week. Here's what I'm most excited about. If you have anything that you want to redirect or anything you'd like me to add to this list, um, I welcome that feedback and um, you know, have a great week. And your boss may or may not respond to this email, but what you've done is shown that you are proactive, you are thinking ahead, you have a plan, you have a strategy, and this is what you're going to work on. And then at the end of the week, on that Friday, you write to your boss, wanted to share with you all the progress that I made. And here's what I was able to do. I reached out to this client. I heard back. I've got a great meeting set up for next week. Have a great weekend. This is helpful whether your boss responds or not, because what you've done is shown the role that you play in managing yourself in the workplace. And then also on that Friday, put all those into a separate because later on, you're going to look back and see how much you made um, purposes and value to offer. I'm obsessed with this. I want everybody to start doing that. Can you imagine the workplaces? Everybody was doing that too to their boss with no need to respond because I also think that's really an important ingredient here because bosses do not need another to do on their to-do list, right? And their inbox is not your to-do list for them. So I think that's incredible. I definitely think that that's something that people can do, especially working remotely where they don't have that visibility. And maybe your boss isn't able to like, you know, overhear you talking in the kitchen about something or walk past your desk and just ask you like, this is 
I would say even more helpful during this time where a lot of us are working remotely and we're not getting that face-to-face interaction. And I think it's a really good tip to hold on to all this and categorize them by year because you're right. So many people forget the progress they make, even in a month. You know, you look back on last month and you're like, well, now time is like all blurred together, but for certainly we are not going to understand what we've done and haven't done. Well, I think that's why it's even more important right now. And, you know, I have loved, especially the no need to respond updates I've gotten over the last two and a half weeks, because my staff members have been sharing with me both their professional accomplishments, but also their personal accomplishments. You know, here's what I did to help get my mindset shift when I was feeling really overwhelmed by both work and family. Here's where I was able to spend time with my child during my lunch break. And that brings me joy. That motivates me to be the best boss I can be. And I love that they're able to share that with me too. I can tell you're a good boss. I know. I'm like, <laughs> what, what a wholesome just organization. Yeah. Just. Sorry, Leah. I don't do that. But I think Donna, you are a good boss. Anymore. Do you like ask them to send it in or how did you like institute that? Like if other managers sure. want to start that, how do they get that going? Oftentimes when I've been mentoring people, I've told them to do this for the boss who maybe doesn't recognize their progress. So that's like mm-hmm. in the the old world, as I'm calling it. When we moved to immediate work from home in my organization, I included this as a suggested tip for my staff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've got a staff of almost 40. They don't all report directly to me, but I even gave them a link to a Career Contessa article that showed a format that I thought was perfect for being able to do this because I have an idea in my mind, but now you can just refer back to this blog post to see a format that I think is really helpful. And for the ones that have done it, it's been a really meaningful interaction, I think, both for them and for me. Okay. So we'll definitely add that blog post to the show notes. I also like that when your team went to work from home status that you sent them an overview of expectations and ways to be successful with that. Like I said, I can tell you're a good boss. Okay. So let's recap your tips for creating value and getting influence at work. Number one is develop your skills or expertise. Just so you guys know, we also have made our entire webinar library completely free during this time. So there's tons of free tools when it comes to developing your skills right now. Number two is share your ideas. Number three, raise your hand, or at least now we're talking about your virtual hand for projects. Number four, support your colleagues. And the bonus is to send the no need to reply email recap to your boss on Monday and on Friday. So next up, we hear from you and solve your problems. Welcome to Dear Career Contessa, the part of the show where we answer your questions. Remember, if you have a career question, you can submit it to us via DM on at Career Contessa on Instagram, email us info at careercontessa.com, or leave us a voicemail at 844-FEMALES. All of that information is also included in the show notes. So today's question came to us via DM on Instagram, and she said, how can I figure out what I want to do next with my career due to the coronavirus? So I think this is sort of somebody who either has a job or maybe has been laid off and they're trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to pursue next? Usually I think the advice is like go to networking events and the feeling of like, there's more stuff that you can do out of your house Mm -hmm. to figure out career-wise what you want to do. Yeah. I think this is actually a really great time to just do self-reflection. If you don't know what to do next with your career, whether you don't know if you're in 
the career that you want to be in or industry, it's a great time to just reflect and truly just make some lists. Even if you need to like break down, like, what am I looking for? What am I good at? What skills do I lack? And I think use that time to skill build. I think that's a really great thing to do right now because you have a little bit more time and there's a lot of online classes, YouTube tutorials, articles. You can read about pretty much everything now. So I would use the time to just self-reflect and determine what steps you need to take to when everything, quote unquote, returns back to normal. That way you're ready to go whenever that happens. Yeah. <laughs> whenever normal life does exist yeah. again. I write about this in my book, Power Moves, which is hopefully <laughs> still coming out next <laughs> month, which you guys, trust me, we'll be hearing a lot about. So don't worry. But one of the tips I got from a friend is called a listening tour. So, you know, you'll hear about people on the campaign trail. They go on these listening tours and they're asking people about what issues matter to them. Well, you can kind of apply the same logic, but to your career where do what Aaliyah said, kind of self-reflect, like, what have I really enjoyed at work? Where are the times I felt the best about you know me and my work or I was successful, what gives me the most energy. But you could also reach out to people who you've worked with in the past or you work with currently and ask them like, hey, here's what I know about myself. When you think about me and careers, just throw out any ideas you have. Clearly you want to be reasonable. So don't do like 60 minutes of their time, but maybe 20 minutes of networking with people and asking them what they could see you being good at and things that they think you should explore. Sometimes it's helpful to kind of get that third party involved. We also have a great worksheet called figure out your next career move. There's a lot of prompts in there to ask you like, what do you want in your next job? I think that can be helpful too, because you can basically start with this ultimate wish list and then kind of narrow down from there. And I think what you were saying, Ali, is like, none of this is stuff that requires you to like go out of your house per se. And even if you're having these listening tours, you can do them through video calls or even the phone, which, you know, whatever is easiest. There's a silver lining here where like people for the first time in a long time, really have the time to dedicate to this because there's probably a hiring freeze. I'm sure Mm -hmm. at least one of the companies you want to apply to, everybody's in a little bit of a holding pattern. So you don't have that feeling of like, everybody's doing all this stuff Mm -hmm. and I'm not doing anything. You know, that anxiety that comes with that. Yeah. And also to not feel pressured to finish an entire online course or whatever, because this time is so strange for a lot of people. And I also would argue on the networking point, everyone's career has changed. Even if you're still reporting to work and leaving the house because you're an essential worker, your career has changed. If you're working from home, it's changed. Even if you have been remote for years, your company is probably still adjusting to everyone else being remote. The processes are going to change. And so when you're reaching out to people, I feel like it's a good idea to just, I mean, everyone, I feel like more people are just checking in with each other in general. Like I find myself calling my friends more often, whatever, and just like having longer conversations. Everyone has an update right now in their life, how they're working, how they're living. If you're doing a listening tour, it's a great opportunity to be like, hey, how are you? Like, how are you handling this? Because (laughs) that's the one thing everyone has in common right now. More than likely they have updates. Even if your career wasn't the thing you wanted to talk Mm -hmm. about, you have a reason to be reaching out. We also have networking templates that are really great. Mm -hmm. So we'll list those in the show notes too, because I think sometimes the reaching out, if you can see like a template of what someone's writing Mm -hmm. or how to phrase it, it can be helpful just to kind of jumpstart your own thought process of who do you want to reach out to and maybe what questions you're going to ask. But I agree with you, Aaliyah, like every single person's career Mm -hmm. has changed. So there's no shame. It's not like you got laid off yeah. and nobody else has gotten laid off or you know, you're trying to keep things on the down low. Exactly. 
Yeah. So those are some tips on kind of figuring out what you want to do next. And we would say start with those exercises because once you can, or you feel like, all right, I have a good idea of what I want to do next. The next step would be really the advice we always give is determining your target company. So once you have an idea of what you want to do, then you have to start to think about, well, where do I want to do it? And that's kind of like a whole other piece of research where you're going to write down all the companies that have ever seemed interesting to you and you want to research them. And you basically want to compare those companies and what you know about them to what it is that you know about yourself. You might have to adjust your own list and even your company list a little bit, but ultimately the goal I always tell people is like, look, if you can somehow find about you know, five to seven companies that align well with, you know, your self-reflection work, then target those companies for your job search. If they're hiring now, awesome. If they're going to be hiring in the future, informational interviews or trying to learn everything you can about those specific companies. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, a part one and a part two. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review. We absolutely love hearing from you all. We mentioned a lot of resources today. We've linked to our free networking templates and our figure out your next career move worksheet in the show notes. And a big thank you to Shauna Hawking of Be Yourself Boldly for adding her expertise. You can learn more about Shauna and Be Yourself Boldly in the show notes.